Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh lolly, 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 lollipop. Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show. The sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is ninety-eight point three across Collican District, eighty-eight point seven FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Well, the time has come, Max. How are you? Good. School holidays are officially upon us. Yeah. You're all uh, out of grade five now. Uh huh. Uh huh. What are the holidays uh, bringing? Don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just something. Yeah. Just not schoolness. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, you've got your dad along today? Yeah. Howdy, Darren. G'day, how going? Not too bad. What uh, school holidays mean to you? <laughs> uh, rest for the next 10 days. Oh, I still might work Monday, Tuesday. Yep. And then rest for 10 days. Bit of fishing, bit of boating. Yep. Bit of relaxing. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. We've got a massive show ahead of us by the look of this. I'm just looking around the table. You've got uh, some What's New stuff there. There's a brand new Yum Box. Yeah. I think we better get straight into it. Okie dokie. Now, a uh, brand new Yum Box this week, Max. It arrived today. Arrived today. Wow. Yep. There you go. The the we got home. That is pretty dang cool. So, outside the box, the clue says, <laughs> what does it say? The Land of Rabbits. The Land yeah. of Rabbits. <laughs> and I thought we already did this one. Oh, okay. It's Spain. Oh, that's definitely not what I was thinking. I was thinking more around uh, kind of England... That sort of thing. Yeah, I had no idea where rabbits come from. Mm, <laughs> the land of rabbits. There you go. What did we do last week? What was it last week? We've been... Uh, the hills are alive yeah, in Austria. Spain. I'll, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm assuming there's only so many countries around the world that are going to have uh, sweet treats in them. But uh, Spain, I don't... Uh, give, give me some fun facts about Spain and we'll see if we can remember some of the things that we've had or not had. Spain does look a little bit familiar... What, what do we got? Bullfighting? Pablo Picasso? Yeah, these are some things that uh, we may know vaguely about uh, Spain. But uh, have we had some of their sweet treats? These are all looking very, very, very unfamiliar, Max. So maybe we might be revisiting Spain, but uh, we've got some definitely different things. Looking in the box, looks, there's a couple of things there that catch my eye. Okay, right. <laughs> well, we have the Acho Paticus Fritas, which is fried egg and sea salt potato chips. Yeah, that one looks good. We have had fried egg, oh, I think you've had fried egg potato chips before, haven't you, Max? Oh, I don't know. I remember them being very, very salty. Uh, the, oh, Manticada Rileno, <coughs> oh, sorry, I'm slowly 
dying this weekend. I, I think it's just holiday sickness catching up with me. Body just starts <coughs> to slow down for the holidays. Yeah. Gives up on everything else. This is what happens to... Uh, Teachers, we we yeah start to shut down. Uh, so the Montecada Rilano de Naranja, which is shortbread with orange marmalade, apparently contains meat as well. There you go, shortbread with meat and marmalade. That's very odd. Uh, the Conguitos, which is a dark chocolate covered peanut. Max is uh, pretty happy with the look of that. The Aspil Aspitos, ham flavored corn puffs. Portadillo Ronaldo de Crema, a soft cake with cream filling. The artisan potato chips, which, which is a Mediterranean herb. Very soft. Very soft. Okay. Uh, La Casitos Gold, candy-coated white chocolate and caramel pieces. And the Aspil Pontazos Mix, which is a chili barbecue-flavoured corn and rice snack. So, what are we going with there, Max? The <coughs> Lakitos Gold. <laughs> right. And the... Okay, so again, with two sweet things this week. Yeah. Looking like uh, these Spanish treats will be quite uh, savoury. Or so you've gone with the sweet ones first up. So the Lucasitos Gold are candy coated white chocolate and caramel pieces. Uh, they look like they come in the old um, plastic tube. It's like a, yeah, it's got a little plastic cap on it. Days of old. <laughs> it's been many moons since uh, lollies came. They look about the size of a Mentos. M&M. Oh, is this small one? Oh, oh, yeah, kind of in between an like M&M and Mentos. Yeah, large smarty. And it looks like it's got an imprint on it as well. Mine says gold. Mine says Lacositos. Same. Oh, there you go. And so they're all the same colour? That orangey yeah. sort of, yep. Yep. So, uh, what does the unbox say? If you're hunting for gold and you'd been around <laughs> 2,000 years ago, Spain would have been a great place to look. Did you know that? No. Mm. They had the La Medulis gold mine located in the northern province of Leon, which was once the most important source of gold in the Roman Empire. Ancient locals dug an elaborate system of canals for flowing water to erode the rock, which then loosened the gold. That's pretty clever. <laughs> Take all the backbreaking labour out of uh, hunting for gold, get the water to do it for you. Uh, fortunately, there is a much easier way to find Spanish gold. And it's in this month's yum box. There's a golden tube and inside bright golden candies. Well, I'm not sure how bright and golden they are. Hmm. It's got an orangey hue to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, these nuggets might not make you rich, but with a buttery crunch and sweet caramelly flavour, your taste buds are about to strike gold. Here goes. So, yeah, a white chocolate caramel piece. Oh, I can smell the caramel. So is it a white... Chocolate center. What, you can taste the white chocolate center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, white chocolate. Now, now it's got a caramel flavor coming through afterwards. So maybe it's a white chocolate and caramel combo. Mm. Yeah. The outer didn't have much of a flavor. <coughs> I was wondering whether that was going to be the, the caramel outer coating, perhaps. But no, it's inside. This is a bit like that. Caramel, Max. Yeah. Yeah. Mum's caramel. Mm. <laughs> That's right. They make it just for her. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got that very lingery caramel taste. Not bad. Not bad at all. You'd want them to come in a bigger bag, though. Well, you'd want, you know, we, we've just had one each, <laughs> and it's got a very rich flavour mm. to it. And you'd want more. I suppose so. <laughs> what are you thinking, Max? Yeah, it's good. It's good? Yeah. 
it's got that yeah it coats the back of your tongue with kind of a I guess it's the caramel but they're yeah. very very sweet um, flavour thumbs up thumbs down Max two thumbs up two thumbs up Darren same deal two thumbs up all, all round okay then well uh, the next one I'm a bit perplexed by <laughs> Do you want to try and describe the packaging? It's probably not really political correct. No, anymore. I'm trying to work out who or what. It looks like a um, platypus almost. It's sort of got a bit of a platypus animated character. Um, <coughs> maybe we could take the photo and put that on Facebook. No, maybe I'll read and through this and see if we can describe who, what, why, where, when. So it's dark chocolate covered peanuts. Everyone knows peanut M&M's, even the Spanish. But in Spain, the colourful American classic faced some very serious competition, which are these things here called conguitos. With 30 million packets sold every year, conguitos is a household name in Spain available anywhere that there is a candy aisle. What sets them apart is the cute chocolate chum on the package. Not very cute. Um, it, perhaps it's the fact that each piece is printed with a symbol that then can then be used to write messages. But most likely it's their perfect ratio of rich dark chocolate to crunchy salted peanut that keeps the Spaniards coming back for more. What do we got? It's sort of almost like a, an emu egg, but a miniature. Like a, they've got that um, spotted... Kind of speckled. Speckled coating to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what... It's... it's uh, Oh yeah, that one's got a letter, like a letter yeah, A. I've got a, a T. E. That'd be great for the classroom. That one's got a full stop. <laughs> oh, so you can literally write sentences. No, I, don't know. <laughs> I just couldn't find a number. Look like a white dot. <laughs> this is a V. Can we actually make a secret message out of them? Well, if you had enough time before you ate them. Yeah, you? I'm not sure how long they'd last. No, you'd be sitting there eating all the E's, and all of a sudden you can't spell any words. Well, I only got one sentence, so I don't need two full stops. Yep. <laughs> I got the little face of it. Okay, so it doesn't actually tell us what the name of it is, but yeah, it's kind of a chocolate caricature with big eyes and big lips. You'd you'd think in this day and age that that could possibly be considered politically incorrect. Politically incorrect. It's kind of got that um, Jolston kind of look about like it, like a gollywog. Yeah, but obviously, still, I don't know. Must be okay in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then it's got, yeah, each of the little doodads. They look, thank you, kind of m and m But more like a... Um, chocolate yeah, covered... Yeah, chocolate covered sultana is yes, what makes yeah. me think about. Yeah, about that size. Yeah. Okay, I've got an O. Could be a P, could be a Q, could be a lowercase B. Another O. The speckled ones are very hard to read. Hmm. I'm wondering if the speckling is meant to be there, or whether it's heat... Oh, okay. Perhaps. Or it's just travelling. Yeah. Because they've come all the way from Spain. And yeah, it's got the little face. I wonder what that creature's mm. name is. Maybe his name is Conguito. <laughs> okay, so salted uh, dark chocolate peanuts. What's your thoughts as you munch on those? Very much just like... An M&M? Mm. No, more like Oh, a just a chocolate-covered peanut. chocolate-covered peanut. Because it doesn't have the candy coating. There's no 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 candy coating. It's just literally you could melt the chocolate. Yep. In your fingers. And it would be a peanut. It's just a peanut. It's a very bitter dark chocolate. Hmm. It's got a, if you break it in half. Mm-hmm. It's got like a white coating around the peanut. 
to try and keep in the yeah like a hardened coating and then it has a chocolate kind of like kofa maybe yeah. like a palm oil might be a palm oil actually yeah coating and then just yeah, a solid piece of peanut in the center hmm not one for the anaphylactics <laughs> no but um it's not too bad I'm I don't mind dark chocolate I don't mind chocolate coated peanuts together yeah. Probably a bit rich in the dark. If you don't like dark chocolate, it's a bit... Yeah. What are your thoughts, Max? That's kind of good. Kind of good? <laughs> you don't sound convinced. <coughs> I'll be going to one thumb up. Mm. It's a bit too rich. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'd want too many. Mm. Maybe you'd stick to just uh, spelling out words with it. Yeah. Right, oh then. Well, that is our uh, new yum box. We're off to Spain. And in the uh, the fun guide, this month we'll have a bit of trivia. We've got some more fun facts, some information about the running of the bulls, and there's a recipe in there for uh, tortilla de patas and pan con tomata, which I'm assuming has something to do with tomatoes, <laughs> from the name alone. Mm. Well, thank you very much for uh, the brand new Yum Box Max. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back to check out what's new on the shelf right after this. Kids Kingdom, come for a play or stay all day. Enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu. Book a party in one of our three colourful party rooms. Inquire today, 52315633. Kids Kingdom, proud sponsor of Afternoon Delight on OCR FM. What's new? Okie dokie, Max. What is new on the shelf this week? It's got a bit of a Christmassy twist to it. We've got two things. Two things. Would you like to uh, let us know what they are? It's brandy butter caramel twist yogurt. Right. And apple pie juice. Apple pie juice. So they've managed to squeeze the juice out of an apple pie somehow. <laughs> right. So we, we might go with the, the one that's kind of going to melt a little bit quicker. Uh, the yogurt. So this is from uh, which dairy? Gipp- Gippsland, Gippsland dairy. Yeah. Gippsland dairy. So is this the Greek yogurt base normally? I can't remember. I would now. say so. Yeah. Gippsland dairy. Um, so they're renowned for having some uh, unique flavours of yogurt. Mm. Have you had their stuff before, Max? Yeah. Do you have a particular favourite? Don't know. <laughs> They've often got um, uh, a base yogurt and then a syrup through it. A like, syrup, yeah. Um, mm. I know they've got blueberry, strawberry, there's a caramel one. But uh, for Christmas, yeah, they've given it a, a brandy twist. Yeah, I'd say it's a brandy yogurt mm-hmm. with the caramel flavour, caramel butter. Through that. Sauce. Not too bad. It's not too bad at all. Mm. It's very reminiscent of... Uh, the dregs of a Christmas pudding <laughs> being <laughs> scraped up in the bowl. And the yogurt. Um, it's thick and creamy. Yeah, it's really rich. Mm. What do you think of Max? Good. Good? <laughs> I think the, um, as you said, yeah, the syrup going through the, the yogurt. Nice combo. Yeah, yeah. Not a very, it's quite sweet, but not overpowering. Mm. Thumbs up, thumbs down. 
Two thumbs up. It's a double thumbs up. Having a good day so far, Max. <laughs> yeah, we haven't uh, hit, hit a loser yet. Do you want to go four from four? Yep. Okay. Right. So, uh, Daily Juice. The Daily Juice Co. Apple pie. Apple pie flavoured juice. So, what do you think is going to make it different from just regular apple juice? Don't know. Pastry bits, maybe? No? <laughs> 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 we'll just put it all in a blender. It's got a very rich apple flavour. Flavour. It's yeah. like a cloudy apple, not a not a clear apple. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm predicting there's going to be a bit of a cinnamony twang to it. Because that's often an apple pie flavour. It's got cinnamon it on does. the picture. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. It does too. Okay. <laughs> it's not a strong cinnamon flavour, though. No. But it does taste like apple <laughs> pie. It does like apple that's pie. That's bizarre. I was assuming it was just going to be apple juice. Yeah. And they were whacking a Christmas, you know, label on it. But it's actually, yeah. Tastes like a good old apple pie. Yeah, it's, you can have the, you know, freshly baked kind of aroma. wonder what it would be like warm. Mm. I don't want to know. No. But <laughs> <laughs> Not so sure about that one. And uh, it comes with a little Christmas hat as well, Max. Yeah. Covers the lid. Not much of your head. <laughs> no, it's, it's a tiny Christmas hat. It'd be elf size. There's no, there's no lumps in it. There's no... <coughs> there's bits of oh, tiny apple, bits in the bottom. So it's pure uh, pureed juice yeah. sort of things. It's cloudy not, apple. Yeah. Does it have any giveaways on the ingredients listing? Just said ninety nine point nine percent apple juice. There you go. What's our sugar content doing? Um, Are we going to inherit diabetes? Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> in the bottom of the cup, it actually has a bit of like a a residue. Just that added sugar, zero grams. Okay. So it is. Pretty much, because ap- apple can be quite a tart taste. Mm. Thumbs up, thumbs down for that one. Two thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, another two thumbs. Another up. two. It's a good one, this one. Yeah, I don't think we can uh, knock them down. Mm. I think uh, two very, uh, very good Christmas additions. Yep, have them on the table Christmas Day. No worries, Max. <laughs> Christmas breakfast juice. Yeah. And then you can have Christmas dessert with your yogurt. <laughs> Although I don't know how yogurt would go with uh, Christmas pudding. It's very much a caramel. Yeah. Uh, not caramel, a custard. Oh, I suppose you could go uh, caramel. With one pile, then the next pile, <laughs> then the right. next pile. That's how Christmas lunch goes, so, so much food, so many different serves. Well, there you go. We'll stick those up on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Let us know if you've had a go at uh, either of those, because they're both uh, very different and interesting. Uh, 26 minutes past three, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back to take a look at this week's topic. It is time to find out all about this week's topic on Afternoon Delight, which is Pavlova. Oh. Oh, bit of an Aussie Christmas treat. What do you know about pavlova? We have it every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What's um, it made from, Max? Cream. There's cream There's in cream it. There's cream in it, yeah, yeah. What else? Sugar. Plenty of that. Yeah. Any other magical things? Don't know. <clears throat> That's kind of a big question today. What is the must-have in a pav? Because everyone has their own, you know, unique take on what a pavlova is, but uh, it can have all sorts of different things. So it's a, a meringue-based dessert. 
So it's made of, yeah, that egg white and sugar base. Uh, do you know who it was named after? No. <coughs> do you know, Darren? No, no. It's a famous Russian ballerina, Anna Pavlova. Definitely a Russian name, Pavlova. Yep. <laughs> so um, the early history of the Pavlova can be traced all the way here to Australia, where recipes for very similar dishes have been um, dated all the way back to 1906. Um, though the dish was called a cream cake and didn't have the name Pavlova at the time. Okay. Uh, in 1922, a book called Australian Home Cookery by Emily Futter contained a recipe for meringue with fruit filling. So we're getting closer to the Pavlova. And that is the first known recipe for a food entirely resembling what we would call a Pavlova today. <coughs> um, the first known recipe for the dish bearing the name Pavlova comes from Davis Gelatine Company in Sydney in 1926. However, it was a multi-layered jelly and not a meringue cream okay. fruit thing. Um, Helen Leach, in her role of um, anthropology, states the very first recipe actually comes from across the pond in New Zealand. Oh, really? So, uh, the recipe for pavlova cake was published in 1929. Uh, it's also been claimed that Bert Sash created the dish at the Esplanade Hotel in Western Australia in 1935. That's a long way from New Zealand. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, in defence of his claim as inventor of the dish, a relative of Sash's wrote to Leach suggesting that she may have accidentally dated the recipe incorrectly. <laughs> but uh, anthropologists are known for fact-checking. Leach replied they would not find evidence of that because it's just not showing up in the cookbooks of the 1940s. Um, but a recipe for pavlova cake published in The Advocate in 1935 and also a 1937 issue of the Australian Woman's Weekly contains a pavlova sweet cake. So a lot of debate over the years over is it Australian, is it New Zealand? Hmm. <coughs> There's a lot of good things come out of New Zealand. There is, there <laughs> is. Caramel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Michael Simons, an Australian who was researching New Zealand, declared that um, the pavlova has no singular birthplace. Rather, published recipes reveal the complex process of social intervention with practical experience. So, Australians beating New Zealanders to create an accepted pavlova as the meringue cake um, could be a bit of an illusion. Um, there's, there's no real... Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, in 1928, there was an um, article in the Argus uh, saying that the American ice cream was named after Anna Pavlova, Dame Nellie Melba found fame having uh, the Peach Melba named after her. So it's very likely that that's where the name came from, at least. Um, so the dessert is a very popular dish uh, in Australia and New Zealand. Very simple recipe. Very simple ingredients, I should say. The uh, actual recipe itself can be a little bit complicated, and it's often served around celebratory times, such as birthdays, Australia Day, and... Uh, uh, kind of a, an Aussie Christmas cake, I guess. <coughs> Plenty of strawberries. Yep. <laughs> well, Te Papa, which is New Zealand's National Museum in Wellington, celebrated its first birthday in February 1999 with the creation of the world's largest pavlova. It was named Pavzilla, <laughs> and uh, the record was then broken by students at the Eastern Institute of Technology in March 2005. The creation that they called Pav Kong stretched 64 metres. Oh. And uh, it, it beat Tipapa's 45 metre long record. So, where uh, are they record. from? So, they were from New Zealand as well, oh, yeah. Hawk Bay uh, Eastern Institute of Technology. Then, in August 2010, 
chef Aaron Campbell displayed a 50-square-metre rugby-themed pavlova with the Bledisloe Cup in the centre at the uh, Christchurch Cathedral to raise money for the All Blacks. So, uh, sadly, not only is the invention of the pavlova um, under a bit of a shrouded cloud, but New Zealand also uh, own the... They're taken a bit away, aren't they? Yeah, they own the largest... (laughs) But uh, there you go. That's the brief history of the PAV. And, uh, yeah, our big question today, what goes into uh, your ultimate pavlova? What do you think of when you think of a PAV, Max? Crushed up mint crisps. Mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> I was yes. if you thought of that one. And fruit. And fruit. Any particular sorts of fruit? So Darren said um, strawberries? Blueberries, strawberries, um banana mm, yeah so we always had passion fruit as well passion fruit drizzled over the top yeah yeah, yeah. kind of a glaze mm. but let us know 0439 329 713 what's, uh, what's your must have in a pav you can also uh, let us know on the afternoon delight facebook page we'll take a quick break and we'll be back after this <laughs> It is time on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune, and we've been uh, scratching our heads a bit, trying to come up with a Pavlova song, when Max came up with the brilliant Christmas idea to do what? Use our the sweetest tune. Yeah. Because we, I, in all the years that we've uh, done Afternoon Delight, I don't think we've ever unpacked the fact that the sweetest tune segment uh, has a song used as its theme music. Excellent idea. Do you know who sings this particular tune? No. They're an Irish band. Um, um, no. They've got songs like Elevation. Um, oh, gosh, what else do they do? Oh, I don't know. Oh, they've only got two letters in their name. One of them's a letter, one of them's a number. No. You too. <laughs> you too. Ah. <laughs> so the sweetest song um, was originally released as a B-side on their Where the Streets Have No Name single in 1987. And it was later re-recorded and re-released in 1998 for their Best Of compilation album. Became a number one hit in Ireland, Canada and Iceland. Reached the top ten here in Australia, New Zealand, Spain, Sweden and the UK. In the United States, didn't do so well. It only made it to number 63. But the song was apparently written as an apology by Bono to his wife. Because when they were recording the album, um, the Joshua Tree album... Uh, they had to work across her birthday, so he wasn't there for her. And so he wrote this song um, to kind of say sorry. <laughs> and the video clip that goes with it uh, kind of tells that story. So there's lots of I'm so sorry, and he's um, oh, right. and he puts on this great big parade for her birthday in the music clip for this song. There you go. Yeah. Um, and apparently... Um, the profits from that single went to her favourite charity, the Chernobyl Children's Project. So, not only is it a sweet tune, but it's got a nice message to go with it. So this is The Sweetest Thing by You Too.
There you go. That is our sweetest tune called The Sweetest Thing. <laughs> what do you think of that, Max? That was cool. Not too bad. Have you heard it in full before or only no. the little bits that yeah, we play there? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, having that uh, story behind it as well is pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. I remember hearing that uh, on Spicks and Specs well, like 100 years ago now. But, yeah, uh, yeah uh, a fun little uh, tale to go with it. Now, uh, up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, we're asking you, what is your must-have in a PAV? Uh, Megan's jumped on. Peppermint crisp, definitely. <laughs> uh, and banana. There you go. Banana's a tricky one to um, uh, to keep from going brown. Do you know the secret to... Uh, no. When you chop up a banana to keep it from going brown, you put some lemon juice on it. Oh. And that protects it from... Yeah, all the elements. There you go. Doesn't affect the flavour as much as you would think. It still has that banana-y taste, but the lemon juice stops the decaying process, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good to know. Mm. And uh, also, on the Facebook page, we put up the poll, who really created the pavlova, Australia or New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> what have we got votes so far for? Uh, well, we've literally just posted oh. it up, like minute or so ago so uh, we'll see how we go but we should check back on uh, last week we were talking about white christmas Mm -hmm. (coughs) now uh, max you hadn't had it before last week yeah and uh, do you remember what your uh, initial thoughts were on white christmas (coughs) it was good wasn't too bad after all again a very uh, australian creation the white christmas certainly is has that really that Kofa sort of oily. Yeah, Yeah. again, palm (laughs) oil-ish sort of. um, But yeah, only Australia would put rice bubbles in a dessert. (laughs) 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 And all the the bits and pieces that are left over from a Christmas pudding style thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so let us know. Head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page or you can text 0439 329 713 and uh, let us know what goes in Pavlova. What's the ultimate? Uh, we also had some votes in for the candy cane flavours. There are some pretty odd ones out there. Uh, but apparently, everyone agreed, the more the merrier. <laughs> it, shouldn't, it shouldn't just be... Uh, we said, should it just be peppermint? Or the more the merrier? And some of the flavours out there are just crazy. There was bacon-flavoured bacon candy flavored canes. Candy cane. Pickle-flavoured. <laughs> uh, mint strawberry, boysenberry, lemon. They can pretty much come in any old flavour these days. There you go. Would you try a bacon-flavoured candy cane? I'll try. Try anything, wouldn't you, Max? Yeah. A mac and cheese flavour? Yeah. Yeah, you'd go with that one. Uh, Wasabi? No. You give wasabi a go. I would. Clam? Yep. I've never had clam before. Never had clam? First time for everything. Uh, the bacon, pickle... I'll try pickle. You'd try the pickle. (laughs) Now, there was a candy cane out there called Krampus. So, Mm. Krampus is the anti-claws. It's like the opposite of Santa. So, the the actual flavour of Krampus um, is fire and brimstone (laughs) flavour. So, it's a smoky cinnamon. We've had cinnamon-flavoured things on this show before, and they burn. So, would you try (laughs) Krampus-flavoured... Probably not. Probably not. Well, just like a warhead. <laughs> I yeah. thought the colours would be um, Christmas colours, no, uh, white and red. Yeah. I thought they'll do red and white. Wow. 
<laughs> oh, boomtish. Uh, what about gravy flavored candy canes? Oh, yeah. You really? I don't know if I could have that. <laughs> gravy and sweet, just you know. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Birthday flavored or birthday cake? Oh, yeah. That that'd be okay. And the last one, um, coffee. A coffee candy cane. Yep. Yeah, be right. Wouldn't be too, too bad. You'd go with that? Yeah. But there's so many different ones on there. If you head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, click on the link. Um, plum, cinnamon, molasses, so many different flavours. Let us know. Would you try any of those Christmassy uh, concoctions? We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with a recipe right after this. It is time and afternoon delight to share a recipe with you. Funnily enough, the recipe is for pavlova. Yes. <laughs> How do, what do you need for pavlova guess. Yeah. Oh, you need some eggs. So they've got some uh, six eggs separated. One and a quarter cups of caster sugar, two teaspoons of corn flour, a teaspoon of white vinegar, half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, 300 ml of thickened cream, two tablespoons of pure icing sugar, sifted, uh, finely shredded rind of two limes, the juice of two limes. Probably makes sense if you yes. use both of those. Two ladyfinger bananas, thinly sliced diagonally, three golden kiwi fruit. Oh, kiwi fruit was the other one. Kiwi fruit, yes. Peeled and thinly sliced. Two star fruit, thinly thinly sliced. A pulp of two to three passion fruit. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have thought of star fruit. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of star fruit either. Mm. Oh, well, you've got to preheat the oven to 120 degrees Celsius. Line an oven tray with foil, brush with melted butter and dust with corn flour, shaking off excess. Mark a 24-centimetre diameter circle in foil. Use an electric mis- mixer to whisk the egg whites to a, in a clean, dry bowl until soft peaks form. Gradually add sugar a tablespoon of, at a time, beating well after each addition until meringue is thick glossy and sugar is dissolved rub a little meringue between the fingers if still gritty with sugar continue to whisk until the sugar dissolves add the corn flour vinegar and vanilla and whisk until just combined spoon the meringue into the foil using the marked circle as a guide smooth sides and top of pavlova use a small spatula to form little peaks around the edge of the pavlova oh that's how they get it okay (laughs) pretty clever Bake in oven for one and a half hours, so it's at a fairly low temperature, um, or until pavlova is dry to touch. Turn off oven. Leave pavlova in the oven with the door ajar to cool completely. When completely cold, transfer to serving plate or store in an airtight container until required. There's a lot of work just in the pav, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, the, the trickiest the, bit. Yeah, getting it tight from safe <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> most people do. Try You try not to burn it, and it must be dry all the there way through. Yeah. Use an electric mis- mixer to whisk the cream and icing sugar into a medium bowl until firm peaks form. Spoon cream into the top of the pavlova. Pour the lime juice into a ceramic or glass bowl. Add the banana slices and toss to coat with the juice. Drain the decorate... Drain, decorate pavlova. No, sorry, drain. Decorate the pavlova with banana, kiwi fruit, starfruit, passion fruit, and lime rind. Mmm. 
I'm right. Not sure about that one. A little bit different. But as we said, what is in your perfect pav? Is there lime rind? There's not many berries in that. In fact, oh. it's a berryless pav. Yeah, that was berry, yeah. Not even any... You Where's know? your strawberries? <laughs> your mint chocolate crisp thing. There's so many I different... Th- <laughs> I think that might be just decorate. Yeah. Yeah, de- decorate. yeah exactly. Yeah, decorate it with whatever you would normally use. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about you, but that's made me a bit hungry for Pav. Yeah. So I think we better put the spotlight on and uh, give a bit of a taste test. Okay, so we've got a mini Pav here. There we go. Now, this mini Pav has got a mix of uh, whipped cream, some strawberry, and some... Blueberries? One you whipped up earlier, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, I've been very busy in the kitchen. Very busy. Uh, so, unfortunately, it doesn't have kiwi fruit. No. Doesn't have banana, doesn't have mint crisp. No chocolate. No. You could definitely uh, zhuzh this up. But, um... Oh, you got a big spoonful, Max? Give it, give it a taste test, Max. Let us know what you think. Do you think they put um, icing sugar through the cream? I don't think they sifted it. Didn't sift it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm... Don't think it's quite as good as the one we would have made, Max. That's right. <laughs> Homemade is always best. <laughs> like, you can buy the base, but it's what you fill it with that makes yes, it pass. Yes. What would you do to uh, to make this one better? This is the El Basic pad. What do you reckon, Max? What would you put on top of that? Peppermint crisp. Mm-hmm. Give it a bit of a minty tang. A yep. full bar. A full bar. <laughs> just shoved in the middle. <laughs> yeah. uh, does, does it actually make it onto the pad when you're grating it, or do you just sit there licking the grater? <laughs> and so Darren yours was strawberry we got a strawberry on there's there. a, a half a half, half a, a strawberry still with the green bits on it yep yeah see I don't get that with uh, if you're going to make a pav why keep the and yeah, no, I thought you'd normally take the green bit off and say someone sort of you know missed a step yep decoration <laughs> De- it could definitely garnish it's garnish. a garnish I guess yeah it's a, like a little bit of parsley yeah um, we are almost out of time. There is one thing left to do here on Afternoon Delight. And because it is our Christmas episode, it's a little bit different to normal. Okie dokie. So, it is our Christmas edition of Afternoon Delight, which means we have the Christmas Kinder. What's different about the Christmas Kinder, Max? It's huge. It is huge. Now, we're going live on uh, the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, because it is. It's about the size of an emu egg. Yeah, it's the jolliest time of the year. And these uh, giant Kinder Surprises are known for having massive toys in them. There's a lot of uh, egg. Okay, so the uh, foil's off. Oh. <laughs> two, t- two hands to get the chocolate off. Massive capsule in the middle. Still yellow, though. Okay. <laughs> get it? <laughs> I heard a bit of a pop sound. Was that only level one? Maybe that was breaking the inside toy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to have to be a, a two-person deal? Oh, no, he's determination. Oh, he's got it. 
Okay, so the two halves of the plastic capsule, Ooh. one could easily be used as a bird bath that's that big. <laughs> what have we got inside? Three pieces. Three pieces. Forget about the instructions. Yeah, <laughs> it goes straight to the toy. Three pieces of what? So you click in two white bits together. What shape? Is that a seal? Polar bear. A polar bear. Okay, and what's the polar bear on? Ah. Oh, it's like a wave rider sort of thing. Is it an ice? Ice slider, perhaps? Is it an iceberg? Oh, that's cool. And he's got a scarf on. Oh, no. oh motorized. Pull back and... Oh, well, there he goes. <laughs> so it's got little wheels underneath that uh, when you pull it back, it uh, will launch across the table. <laughs> or into Max's drink bottle. <laughs> well, there you go. That is our uh, Christmas edition of uh, Afternoon Delight. We've lost the, uh, it's, um, went for a ride. the polar bear rider. And... Uh, so that is our Pavlova Christmas edition, I should say. A very Merry Christmas from Afternoon Delight. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed uh, the show up to... We've got one left in us before the new year kicks in. Are you coming to play along with some uh, Christmas Eve frivolity, Max, on Tuesday evening? Yeah. Are you going to join us for uh, our Otway Christmas radio? Uh-huh. Excellent. Well, we will see you then. And thank you very much, Darren, for coming in no today. No worries at all. Thank you. Merry Christmas. And, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Hope Santa's good to you. And mm -hmm. keep sharing your sweet treats. Bye-bye. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. While waiting till the middle of a cold, dark night. When everything's a little clear in the light of day. Always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Sky rockets in flight Afternoon delight